0: Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast, I am Brian McKinney, I'm sitting to the left of the toasty Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> Glenn and I are sitting in the Gentleman Podcast studio, slash my living room, Yes. Uh, with a fire blazing. It's it's that time of year, Glenn, it's December, um, the, it's, it's time for a roaring fire, and stuff like that.
1: Uh, you know, your fireplace is the Envy of the Neighborhood. It's it about well, what, it should be fifteen. The... Well, just gonna say fifteen minutes ago, we had you know coyotes trying to coyotes break or into your house, s- sasquatch, or yeah, it was a big sounding coyote.
0: I don't want to go on record and say exactly what that was. It <laughs> sounded like something homeless guy, a homeless yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, we're not sure, but so, anyway, yeah. they thought the fireplace was awesome too. Uh, uh, yes,
0: apparently they did. It,
1: um, yeah, a little little pre-show excitement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it, but this I love I love the crackling. Yeah, coming through. A, it everybody is. can hear it that. Feels
0: feels like that time of year that we need to have the fireplace roaring,
1: the light dancing on the walls. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing, Glenn. It's, mm. it's, I love having a fireplace. It's the mm. first time since I was a kid that I had a fireplace. Really? Yeah, I, I, the house I grew up in had a fireplace, but um, since then I haven't I haven't lived in a house one. And when I went to go try to the the thing the must haves for my house that I wanted to buy was. That was high, that was high on the list. Really, it needs to have a fireplace. Yeah, um, and little did I know that we would find the coolest fireplace of them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever seen a Steve McQueen movie, but that's basically what my fireplace looks like. Yeah, it's exactly. Like a straight out of the '60s, uh, cool little fire pit thing in the corner of the room. It's really cool. So, uh, you know what else is uh, toasty, Glenn? What What's The that? fact that we are co-founders of a site called gentleman.com. That is correct. Um Glenn, gentleman.com is a site for manly things. It's like a warm fire. It, it mm. ki- you know, it in the winter you can go to gentleman.com and it'll just warm your heart, you know, and maybe maybe you need to just, just a little bit of a pick me up or something like that just to keep your keep you keep you going. And uh, gentleman.com can do that for you,
1: Glenn. Brian, this is a true story. Okay? Mm-hmm. It had been almost 24 hours since I'd been on the site. Now that's pretty much that's a, a fireable offense. That is, for Brian yeah, and I, right? But it had been a long time mm-hmm. for various reasons. Yeah. Um, so I get on the site, and for whatever reason, whenever I'm away from the site for a little while, mm-hmm. and I come back to it. I'm all I'm. I'm never. It never stops. Amazes me mm-hmm. that it never stops. Amazing me mm-hmm. how like just. How much joy I get from reading the stuff. Like I, I, I mean that sincerely, from yep. the bottom of my heart. Like it's amazing yeah. the things that people find. and will post to the site. We yeah we you know that's the only. I mean
0: that's the why we do the site. Yeah, it, it's all about the fact that we just really enjoy doing it, and that's why we do the podcast too, and we and we do the gentleman site and everything like that. We just really enjoy doing it and have fun with it, and uh, so it's just. It is. It's it's really fun, and what makes it really fun, Glenn, is all the people that post great stuff, and we yep. have a great community of people that consistently post really awesome stuff, and they all do a great job. We talk about some of them here on the podcast, but uh, really everybody out there that posts, you know, takes the time to post a link to the site, we really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts.
1: Uh, well, not even know. that, Brian. I mean, I mean, also like people who go some people don 't post things sometimes they just comment on things
0: comment or contribute and, somehow know. yeah they're they're know. sharing
1: stuff I mean there's just yeah. a lot there's a lot of people mm-hmm. in the community. I would imagine for every person who posts attack there's fifteen or twenty people who yeah. are just there lurking and right. hanging out and mm-hmm. just enjoying the content, kind of right. like what we do yeah, um so
0: yeah, exactly i'm guilty of not posting as much as I should, but I love showing up there and reading the stuff <laughs> that people do post so. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so, but uh, we're also obviously uh, on this podcast. We're at the the pod, the Gentleman Podcast. Right. Uh, and we appreciate you listening. If you are, you're probably not. But if you are, then that we appreciate that. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us and talk to us about this podcast and maybe air your grievances. Mm. Or what's even better than airing your grievances is pointing out something really positive that you enjoy about the podcast. That's but. right. Um that just makes that just it's the Christmas season. You don't want to you don't want to I mean, do you really want to tear us down it right before Christmas? I mean, that's not a nice thing to do. It's a season of perpetual
1: hope. All <sighs> right? Hope that it's going to get better.
0: Exactly. Hope
1: that we will improve uh-huh. our podcasting. We've been working on it for a long time, yeah. right? It's going to come. Episode what 30, 30 37 37. Yeah.
0: yeah, 37. We keep trying. This isn't this isn't our first rodeo. No, it's not. so I mean, yeah, you can you can complain to us if you want about mm-hmm. how bad we are, or you can just kind of like you know give us a little pat on the back and say keep trying,
1: guys. Yeah, we're like a, we're like a we're like a little kids in a yeah, it's a little teddy know, bear. You don't yeah really,
0: you don't want to you know ups, make them feel bad for, for trying their hearts out. You know, we're like at a little league game. We just <laughs> right. we just struck out at a little league game. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? And we do? crying
1: walking back to the dugout. Yeah, and the coach is like. That's alright, son Right, what are Maybe you going to do? next time you going to heckle us? Or are you going to be positive? Right we're Here, gonna, have we're some trying. Big League Chew, kid Yeah Keep that chin up So if you want to do that
0: If you want to <laughs> If you want to make us feel If you want to make us stop crying <laughs> uh, The best way to do that Is to get in touch with us Via the U.S. Postal Service yep. uh, The good old USPS Delivering Santa's mail And delivering mail to dot gentleman.com mm. For several hundred years yeah, don't fact check me on that. Yeah, um, Pony Express and all that. Okay, so yeah. maybe yeah. Okay, so maybe I am right about that. So the best way to do that is to get in touch with us by sending us a letter to P.O. Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four. If you are too lazy, or you don't like America, uh, but you still want to get in contact with, us. but you still want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email at howdygentleman dot <laughs> um, But you know that's. I don't know I, mean, I don't know i don't know how many listeners we have out there that don't like america
1: yeah we certainly uh, we certainly have done our best to keep them from listening to this far along in the podcast mm-hmm. uh, this, yeah we are this particular okay. recording
0: so we're gonna start stop harping on
1: that yes. because even if you hate america we still love
0: you yeah we do that's okay if you're listening to the podcast we we appreciate all points of view at gentleman.com that's so, Right. Uh, let's move on, Glenn. Though let's let's start talking about the uh, the drink of the week. Oh, my favorite, my well, favorite, segment. favorite segment. A lot of people's favorite segment. A lot of people's <laughs> least favorite segment. Um, it goes both ways. Um, but this week, Glenn, this is one of my favorite segments okay, because yeah. uh, I went and picked up. Uh, you know, we're continuing our tour of seasonal Christmas hmm. uh, brews. This is this is a controversial choice, Glenn, and I had a little bit of a moment of. I don't know. It's, it's like not doubt, but a little. I, I went to go pick it up from the, like I opened the. You know, hey, you go to the. Um, you go to the liquor store, and you pull open the glass, the glass door, and you go to reach for it. You and got you're that like, moment. Yeah. I don't know if I can do this yep. because this is a St. Louis, Missouri, brewery. Now, St. Louis. Yep. That's okay. The yep. Missouri part. Is where the problem comes Whoa. in, because here in Kansas, we have a very we have a very I don't know how do you, how do you describe
1: Glenn? You are a a fan of KU. How do we describe the the? Well, for KU fans, I can't speak for KC fans, but for KU fans specifically, mm-hmm. at at one point in our history, in this in the in the state of Kansas history, I want to say mid eighteen hundreds. I think it's like eighteen fifty something, maybe eighteen sixties. Um, a band of near-do-wells, mm-hmm. near-do-goods mm-hmm. from Missouri, mm-hmm. um, led by uh, a William Quantrell, mm. came and raided Lawrence. That's right. Not just raided it, they killed a bunch of people, killed a bunch a of A lot men. of people. <laughs> a lot of people. They burned down a lot of Lawrence. Yes. Uh, so it, there's, there's a little bit of animosity between Missouri and you Kansas. Know, Kansas was a free state. For yeah. slavery, Missouri was a slave state, and it still permeates. Right. Let me tell you something, Glenn. Guess where I ate at tonight.
0: Uh, I, I don't know. Henry T's. Okay, okay. So, Glenn and I uh, frequent Ooh. a mm. delicious eatery called Henry T's, and it's actually just about 10 feet from the parking lot of this place it is an actual graveyard. From somebody that was
1: killed. It's just one gravestone, right? Or is no, it... there's about six there. Six, okay. The, the, one of them is
0: somebody that was killed during Quantrill's Raid. Henry T? Henry T himself. Wow. Yeah. So uh, every time I go to go eat at our favorite eating establishment, I'm reminded of... Uh,
1: pour, pour some out over Henry T's grave?
0: I'm reminded of Quantrill's Raid. Oh, And man. so to, for me to pick a Missouri brewery tonight, it you know but you know this is the this is the modern times right we gotta we gotta put that behind us you know that was however long ago uh and uh this is the the 21st century
1: that's right well did uh I forgot I said we have we reviewed is Boulevard Brewing is that in Kansas City Kansas or Kansas City Missouri look Glenn if it's in Kansas City, I'm just going to annex
0: it. Okay, you know, because we have
1: talked about Boulevard Brewing Company. Before, we'll let it pass. It's,
0: it, it's going to pass because it's it's right on the cusp of Kansas okay. Missouri. But we're talking about all the way on the other side, of Missouri, uh, St. Louis. But what about,
1: what about your beloved Budweiser? Um, that's a I think that's a St.
0: Louis, yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. So we have talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting pretty heavy to be talking about stuff like yeah, this yeah. Right now. Is, it's the
1: Christmas season. Right, you're right. We're going to let bygones you know be
0: gone by bygones. Clean slate. Clean That's slate, right. Missouri. That's you right. You get a clean slate right That's now. That's right. That's you right. You can make this right by right. giving us a good beer here. That's right. So this is this is from the Shoffley Brewery, and I actually really enjoy this brewery's yeah. beers. They're really good. Um, they they you know they do all the normal styles. They do all the normal things. Uh, this is their Christmas brew. Um, Glenn, this is I went to I went to go get one uh, particular beer, and I saw it, and I looked up the IBUs, and it was mm. a sixty.
1: Ooh, right there.
0: And it was right on the borderline. Yep. And so I quickly, I saw this one, and I quickly looked up the IBUs. At 30, okay. I'm more comfortable with that. Okay. So... IBUs,
1: International Bitterness yep. Units. Yep, that's right. So, so hops.
0: And we uh, we really, we kind of favor the ones that are not as crazy hoppy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, i have got a, a fireplace a little sizzly right now. It's uh, steaming. <laughs> <laughs> um...
1: That's all right. It's just drying
0: yeah, up the wood. Yeah, it's just yeah. So be uh, okay. So, but Glenn, this is uh, just just so you know, um, I'm warning you right now on record that this is an eight percent alcohol <laughs> by volume.
1: We we have noticed that when the alcohols have a little higher, uh, or when the when the beers have a little higher alcohol mm-hmm, content, mm-hmm. Glenn starts to. Well, the podcast goes <sighs> off the tracks. Yeah, the, yeah, the it, tracks. It, the, yeah, we... classic examples: the soju episode, mm-hmm. episode three. Uh, yeah, something like that. I think it was episode three or four. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, yes, when we didn't know how much alcohol was actually mm-hmm. in soju. Anyway, right. Neither here nor there. Brian, tell me more about this Schlafly Ale. Well, uh, this is yeah, this is the Schlafly Christmas Ale. Mm-hmm.
0: This uh, okay. So this particular this particular brew, uh, it's a warming winter ale that blends the spices of the season with sweet caramel malt, which I really like. Uh, although the description of it throws me a little bit here because they start they say. Like, Orange peel, juniper berries, ginger root, mm. uh, cardamom and mm-hmm. cloves are added for spiciness. This could be good. So it could be I, good. I like this. I like the sound of this. It could be good. I don't know. I like the multi side of things, I like the low bitterness units, but we got a lot of we got a lot of other stuff in there. This yeah. could go one of two ways. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. They say uh, many breweries produce richer, higher alcohol beers for the winter holiday season. Uh... But they don't do that. Um, but, but, but the I would say the 8.0 percent alcohol by
1: volume is pretty pretty stout. Beers are like what five point something, 4.5, 5, yeah, four and a half, five so, typically, so you know, forty percent, thirty percent more. So alcohol? I don't know, Glenn. We're gonna we're just gonna Whatever. have to um, we're just
0: gonna have to hope that that uh, we get that figured out. So, well,
1: I'm excited. Well, let's uh, let's give this uh, let's give
0: this a little uh, shot here. Cheers, Glenn. Cheers, sharply Christmas ale. It's not bad. It's actually pretty good.
1: That's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Not too spicy. It's not too spicy, you but can it's there. You can definitely taste the orange. Hmm? The clove is coming through a lot for me.
0: Yeah, taste the cloves. Mm.
1: I like this, Brian.
0: I like it. It's, it's smooth, but it's got the spicy taste to it.
1: Yeah, this is a this good. Yeah, mm-hmm. if it was hoppy too, it would be too much. Ah, I like yeah. this a lot. Well done, yeah. Missouri.
0: Yeah, um, this is the first thing you've done right. Oh <laughs> uh, well, that's not true. Oh, uh, Missouri's all reformed now and
1: stuff. It's all fine.: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Kansas City, it's part of Missouri.: That's mm-hmm. right.
1: That's right. It's all fine. So all right, Brian, what was the, uh, the price before so we can get in the mustache must, must, mustache twist scale.
0: Yeah, our rating. system, the empirical beer rating system mm-hmm. for the world that we created. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is actually the official scientific mm-hmm. beer rating scale. For gentlemen, yeah, yeah. Well, which hasn't been adopted yet by right. other sides, right. but we are assuming that eventually people will understand that that is really the uh, the, the official rating scale. Um, Glenn, the price of this one was a little bit deceiving. It wasn't marked when I bought it. Oh, oh. so most of Shoffley's, uh brews are seven ninety nine six pack here in Kansas, uh, at least in the stores we shop at. Um, this one ended up being nine ninety nine. So it's a little bit kind little of higher. on the higher end of the scale, uh, but again, then you go to the it's the eight percent alcohol, uh, the right. seasonal,
1: you know. So yeah, do we, should we give a little a few more points to the higher percentage of alcohol? Is that something that's preferable? Let me actually let me look up the.
0: Um, let me look up the uh, MTS uh, scorecard. Okay. Because they have rules on this stuff. Okay. Uh, the you, mustache, we, have, we have rules. <laughs> the Mustache with scale scorecard has rules about the alcohol by volume. So let me um, let me bring that up here. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> yep. And then let me type in the uh, okay. alcohol, by, oh, okay. alcohol by volume. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. W 0. 0. There it is. Eight. Um, no Yeah. Uh, it's the sixth. Uh, let me put it in the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah. The alcohol by volume does uh, okay. figure okay. into the MBS. Um, okay. So um, okay. Good to know. So yeah, yeah I have uh, that
1: app on my phone. I just can't. Yeah. I just didn't want to. Play. Yeah. I, I thought it'd be rude. I had it handy. Um, it would be rude if I. I
0: had it handy. So okay. So yeah, with the uh, the eight uh, point eight that does actually work into it. The um the price ten dollars. Okay. It, it, it's, it's all it's all weighty thing. And so, then you, you got the hops, the bitterness units at right. thirty. Mm-hmm. And you got the spicy right aspect of it, and the Christmas sale part of it.
1: Okay, so here's what I'm thinking: it's ten dollars, which yes. is a little bit high, mm-hmm. but it's higher alcohol content, so mm-hmm. that kind of it's kind of a always leave. yeah, right, but right, yeah. All right, so we, we factor those two out. That just leaves the taste mm-hmm. and the taste. Yes. Okay. Um, man, I don't know. What did you think? I would go on this one, uh, given
0: that it's a Christmas ale, Mm -hmm. because the MTS is based on the context of which the beer came from. Right. Uh, I would say Mm -hmm. that this would be, for me, an 8.4. Really? Yes. Uh, It's higher, but I like the fact that it's spicy and it does the spicy thing really well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, A lot of people, and and I've harped on this before in, in a lot of the other podcasts, that some, some breweries take the spicy thing and they go in a dark place with it. <laughs> this is spicy, but not too spicy. Yep. It's a Christmassy ale, but it doesn't get in your face too much. I like the higher alcohol content with the balance of everything. So I would go eight four.
1: I think I'm actually going to go quite a bit lower. Um, but that's just really? because, yeah, I, I think it's more of a tasting for me. Like, I do, mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, eight point eight point four is pretty high for us. It,
0: it is pretty high.
1: It, it is um, pretty high. I'm not saying it's that's not what you mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. if that's what you think it should be then that's what right. you think it should be right. so, but I'm just saying I I feel like in order for for me to rate it as high as some of our highest beers it would be I don't know I think I think this is um, I think you're right I think the amount of spice and everything is good the taste I don't know It's something just a little bit not quite there for me mm-hmm. and also it's just not a beer that I would drink like that I can I don't know it's not smooth it's not a smooth like Ah, this is hard to explain. It is smooth for what it is. It's very smooth. It's very smooth. But, but you're not going to sit back and drink, you know. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be. like you. You're not
0: going to go to a Christmas party and right. take this with you and drink it the whole night. Right. It right just right. it'll get too much. Right. You know exactly. That's what I'm getting. at. Gotcha. Okay. So, so what's your rating, on? I'll tell you
1: what. I will give this a seven point eight. Seven point eight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let me um, let me put that into the calculator.
0: Okay. Uh, okay, so I had that. I'm really bad at math. It, okay, this is so a quadratic a, function. Right, so a square root of 6 plus the, okay. and then you said um, a 7.8. I did. So And then I, I was did. I came in at 8.4. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me, okay, hang on. So then this, that means, uh, uh, okay, okay, so 8.4 was square root, and then the 60, uh, to carry the 6, and then what we had was the 7.8. Uh, so what really, okay, okay. So well, you that divide, of, it. Oh, okay. divide it. Divide it. Divide yes by nine. You divide right, by nine, right, right? And then you come because up with nine factors. right exactly. And uh, what we come up with then on there uh, okay. was a uh, actually an eight point two.
1: Oh, okay. okay. So that,
0: that ends up being an eight point two on the MTS scale. Eight
1: point two. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. So uh, the official okay. empirical rating for the uh, Shoffley Christmas Ale is an eight point two on the MT, uh, MTS scale, which is right in the middle of the road. It's kind of right in the middle of the bell curve. It's a good beer. It is a good beer. Uh, and to double check ourselves, we as we always do, we're going to go over to beersnob dot com and find out what oh, they had. that's to, right. What they had to say about maybe
1: the, um, part of me subconsciously is not wanting to rate this high because it's a Missouri beer. I, that is could that be. bad of me, Glenn? It, it's I'm a scientific. It. It's a scientific measurement of beer. <laughs> Missouriness. Yeah, <laughs> the Missouri um, factor. <laughs> what see, other definitely... states can we? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> um, I really don't hate Missouri that much. My bunch of my family all live in missouri i grew up going to missouri all the time no we
0: don't it's just a historic it rivalry between the two states uh okay oh. oh boy wow well, you know the good news is that okay they're coming around the beer snob they're coming around beer snob.com has this rated as an 83 uh the bros haven't weighed in on this yet that's okay um, they're waiting for us to talk about it. The, so, but the, the 83 is very close to the 82 that we saw. So they're, maybe they're coming around finally. They're trying to emulate our success with the MTS. Uh, the mustache twist scale yes. is kind of starting to kind of take hold. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like they're coming back down to, to earth on on things. Okay, Glenn. Well, that, that wraps up our segment on the Shoffley Christmas Sale. We're going to continue to enjoy it throughout the episode. We're not going to hold against Shoffley that... It's a Missouri Brewer, but we're going to try not to. Yeah. But we might a little bit. I don't Old know. habits die hard. They do. Exactly. Whew. Glenn, let's move on to some interesting tax from Gentleman.com in the last week or so.
1: Okay. Well, first up, we have a text added by an old standby, uh, Zamoose. Mm-hmm. And Zamoose has posted an amazing art. I Okay. I, I laughed hard when I read this article. But it's – and you wouldn't – when I give you the title here, you're not going to understand why I laughed hard until we talk about it a little bit. Uh-huh. But it's titled, The Real American Pie, a Food and Drink Feature, Chicago Reader. The title's not that great, but basically it's about the mince pie um, and the plight of the mince pie, how it fell from grace as Americans' you know, number one choice for pie and being supplanted by the apple pie. Now, the mince pie, mm-hmm. this is a meat-based pie, right? Meat-based pie. Okay. Let me give you a little background on the meat-based pie. Basically, mm-hmm. in the article, the, the author um, goes and tries to recreate, a, I think it was like an 1890 recipe, a couple, a couple recipes from that time period. So he goes and recreates, he makes two pies, one from each recipe, and basically it consists of like a boiled beef, okay, and then you add in suet, which is, I think I'm saying that right, which is like fat. Just a uh, specific fat from, from uh, like, around the... Uh, well, anyway, it's some kind of fat. <laughs> and it's all gooey and everything. So you mix these two together, and then you add some, like... S- sounds like... It, it's like a fallish spices, so, like, um, uh, cloves and and I think maybe cinnamon? Maybe that's one of the things. And then you mix it all together. And if you do it traditionally, you toss in a ton of uh, bourbon... I booze.
0: Think? Yeah, I saw booze was a rip. rip yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Toss in, toss in a, a ton of bourbon, I think, is the, the recipe had, and then you let it sit for like three weeks. Okay? You let it sit? Yeah, it's like cure it's like um it's like cured, so you don't have to refrigerate it. So it gets all funky. So it uh yeah, okay. So it's really popular in times where you didn't have a refrigerator. Right. Okay. So it kinda you kinda had the sweet jelly like okay. meat, alright? Okay. Very mystery. It's it's like the equivalent of uh, it's like a dessert uh, uh, sauerkraut, basically. Mm-hmm. Where he, the the process making it, you don't really care. You don't want to hear about it. You don't want to know. Right. But the end product is great on top of it. Yeah, ferments. Hot dog or yeah,
0: basically. Yeah, I mean that's like kimchi or something like that. Yeah. You go and, you go and bury some cabbage in the ground, and right. it like ferments. But but with beef. But with
1: beef. Okay. Right. So all right, so you make the pie like that. Hmm. Anyway, the article talks about how. Um, the the all the all the you know this used to be America's pie, right? We sent it in World War I over to troops and it was mm. like a taste of home Wow, um I mean it was you know, but the problem is is that at the time it was blamed for bad health mm. um the downfall of prohibition well, I was reading there's a quote from this article that says this mince
0: pie was very popular despite the fact this is a direct quote from yeah. this article yeah. Despite the fact that everyone, including those who loved it, agreed that it reliably caused indigestion, <laughs> provoked nightmares, and commonly afflicted the overindulgent with disordered
1: thinking, hallucinations, and sometimes death, the crazy thing about that statement, Brian, yeah, is that the author. So the author recreates these two recipes, takes them to Thanksgiving party, uh-huh. and then passes it around and like, "Hey, try this. See what you think." Uh-huh. And they went like hotcakes, right? Mm-hmm. So he had, I think, one or two pieces, right? Yeah. And he said he had weird, intense dreams every night that he ate. Really? Uh, he's like, I, I can't explain it. Huh. You know, don't ask me. Don't ask me why. Yeah. But anyway, the article is really well written, and I was just laughing reading it because of the way he's, you know.
0: It's an exhaustive article, and I really yeah. appreciate you know all that stuff. I I didn't realize the. The history of the pie in mm. America that that was this. When I was reading, when I was when I was reading this article, I was thinking about the Australian meat pie, which yeah, I, I partake of every. I mean, whenever I have a chance because it's awesome. Uh, the Australian meat pie, I, I would imagine, is very similar to this. Really, it's uh, it, it, when you. I, I don't know what the contents of this pie is. It's <laughs> basically. It's meat, mm-hmm. uh, but it's almost like a gravy when you're eating it. So it's like a uh, gravyish that? meat in the middle, and it's a pie. But it's um, – the, 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 the reality of the situation is when you take a bite of a meat pie, and, mm-hmm. and I would imagine the mince pie mm-hmm. is very similar. It tastes delicious, and you do not care. It's like a Taco Bell taco. Right. Okay.
1: Don't ask. You don't care. What kind of meat's in there It's a cheeseburger it from McDonald's It doesn't matter It's not even meat It doesn't matter You don't well, care It could be meat It's barely Look, meat it could be meat Barely It could be 100% meat No It no, could it be can't Not if it's it from Taco be. Bell Well,
0: it could be But it doesn't matter <laughs> But it's not It doesn't matter if it is or not <laughs> Okay, okay Because I get your point It's delicious Right And it, it, It's Australian meat pies Are One of the best Mmm foods I've ever eaten in my life. I I wouldn't doubt it. A, it's like a gravyish meat in a pastry. And it's like a handheld thing you can eat while you're walking mm. down the street. I mean, it's <laughs> meat it's meat yeah. dripping from your beard. It, it, I mean, <laughs> think about that concept. Mm. It, it, so that's what I was thinking about when I was when I was reading mm. the article. So Glenn, I, I I don't know. I I my myself I
1: meat pies, I'm I'm big on board with. Have them. you ever had, so you never had minced meat? I've had I've had I dated a, a girl in high school whose father made me this is weird, but he he made well he didn't make me, he made their their tradition he forced was, you to do something? What what was it? <laughs> this okay. This is not how I meant it to come out. All right. Um he All right you they, can had tell a tra- us they had a tradition. They had a tradition. Okay. Every Christmas, around okay. Christmas time, they'd make Christmas pastries and cookies and all this stuff. And his thing he was the coolest guy ever. He's also the history teacher at our high school. Mm-hmm. And his thing was, his he made mincemeat cookies, right? And he explained them to me, and he's like, "Lenny, you want a mincemeat cookie? And I was like, yeah, what's in it? he's like, mincemeat? And I was like, what's that? He's like, meat? He's like, wait, 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 wait. What? Like, you mean meat like cookies. meat meat? Yeah. There's meat in here? And he's like, yeah. So anyway, I had one. It was fantastic. Really? And apparently... Like, in the center of the cookie? or Yep, it's like okay. a... Um, it was probably actually like a little pie, actually, mm-hmm. but just like uh yeah, a cookie in the center was like mm-hmm. was filled with yeah, mint meat um, okay. but but the thing is, like it was explaining in the article, mint meat is like hard to wrap your head around because yeah. it's just this weird juxtaposition of all these weird things mm-hmm. um but it's good, like and yeah. this is even like bought mint meat, which right. supposedly is nothing like the actual mint meat, right, so anyway. I I want to tr- I want to make some I want to yeah. make some now. Maybe I, I'll do that and report back. I I I've often wanted to
0: try to recreate the Australian meat pie mm. in America, you know, and um, it is a tasty, tasty treat. I will tell you that.
1: I just did a quick Google search, Brian. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. now this is Australian food dot com. Yeah, and they just have the the, the ingredients are minced beef, mm-hmm. an onion, water. Yep. Bouillon cubes, ketchup, Worcestershire sauce. So it sounds a lot like a meatball in a pie. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oregano, nutmeg, flour, and pastry. So, okay. Yeah, I would like to try one of those. It's an incredible meal. I love it. uh, Yeah, okay. I'm all for wrapping things in a pie. It's very (laughs) um,
0: ingrained with Australian rules football. That's like the... That's like the hot dog of the Australian rules football. Like you go to the concession stand and you'll get a meat, meat pie, pie and you sit and watch your your football. Ah, uh, meat uh, pie. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it, does it
1: invoke nightmares, murderous dreams? Uh, I don't know. I I'm not sure. I think the mince meat wins. Then, well,
0: that could it could it could. Uh, this is a, but this is an awesome article because it, yes, there's his there's history yep. there's uh, food there's humor humor you know there's a lot of good stuff going on here so anyway it's it's a great article you should check it out go to com. go to the podcast at com. we'll link over to it and you can check it out for yourselves
1: uh and let's move on to the next post glenn all right the last well i'm sorry the next post the next to last the last the next we the, who knows the who next knows to last is everything land. yeah is from our from trig joe which I, I don't believe we've ever talked about Trig Joe before. I don't think we have. No. But I'm glad that he's he or she is contributing to the site, and okay. uh, thank you uh, for adding this. But it's a incredible story, titled "15,000 Plus Bottles of Whiskey Stolen in a Million Dollar Heist," mm-hmm. and just in time for the holiday party season. Glenn. Exactly, and that was the thing. That was the point of the article. They thought mm-hmm. that these thieves. So the, the premise is these thieves came in with these two huge uh, sem- semis and unloaded 15,000 bottles of whiskey. Yeah. Uh, and some other, you know, they they, they also got some, some bourbon in there and some gin. So um, fi- They said, like, five
0: armed robbers. Um, and I don't know, it was, it rolled two 40-foot trucks up to an industrial park in, in Dublin and were able to, like, I guess, open up a, a shed or something like that with... Uh, a stockpile
1: of liquor and load that on the trucks and drive it off. Brian, look. I've seen enough movies, all right? This mm-hmm. sounds like an inside job. Mm-hmm. Somebody, they got something from the inside, right? Yeah. They had an inside man.
0: Yeah. Who... I've seen Batman.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Just about any movie,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: There's always an inside man. It's true. They had an inside man. They got two trucks in there. They said it was valued at $1.2 million. That's a lot of hooch. That is a lot of whiskey. <laughs> the article's great because it's sarcastically 'cause the <laughs> Hold on, let me figure out which which branch of law enforcement this is. Fifteen thousand bottles of Jameson whiskey. Um okay. They were asking Alright, so the the, the the I so how do you know if the Jameson that you're drinking has been stolen from this plant? Oh, right, right. And um so the uh you are supposed to um, look at a specific serial number, right? Okay. And if it has one of three serial numbers, then you know it's from that batch, right? Or the batch number, excuse me, okay. the batch number. Mm-hmm. And then if you find that if you have any information, you need to contact the incident room mm. at Bally Garda Station. Right. On and it gives the super long <laughs> telephone number. Right. Or or if that's not gonna work for you, the Garda Confidential Line at super long tele or telephone number mm-hmm. um, and so it's a twenty dollar long distance call to the incident room <laughs> right if you're drinking stolen hooch which you I'm sure you're gonna care about yeah. as you pour it into a shot glass right um, your blended Jameson whiskey well Glenn you know it's uh, how
0: how how likely is it that we're going to go in america we're going to go to the liquor store and find out one of these i don't know where I don't know where the two semis worth of hooch Disappears to you, but uh, yeah, exactly. Probably a lot of, um, probably a lot of. I would say Irish pubs, maybe, that are looking for yeah. an inexpensive uh, third party to to contract with to supply some of their Jameson
1: Irish whiskey. I don't know. <laughs> that would be my guess. The, so the that, that's a good that's a good guess. The 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 author. Says uh, the police are still looking for leads in the case, though the fact that no rum was stolen rules out his uncle Rick. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good. Um, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right, Glenn. Well, we'll be on the lookout for those. We're on high alert,
0: high alert for those those numbers. If we get any Jameson bottles, we should look out for those. If we hear
1: numbers. anything, listen, listen, everyone yep. listening, okay. Mm-hmm. If you happen to find one of these three seri- should I read no I won't I won't read off the batch numbers okay cuz they're like right. 10 digits long Right you can look up the batch numbers If you have a bottle of this all mm-hmm. right if you find yourself drinking this yeah we need you to send a letter to PO box 442305 yeah. Lawrence Kansas yeah. 66044 and then we will call we will we will in turn send a letter yeah and we will put our our, our, our the gentleman's seal on it and all that mm-hmm. good stuff cuz that's how you know I you know Right, Great Great Britain. They they yeah. that's how they do things. There's the there's wax proper seal. protocols, right? The candle, the wax seal, stamp. We'll take a picture, of Brian and I in wigs, mm-hmm. like the Parliament wigs, exactly. And then we'll you know explain to them what has happened. Right. They in turn will probably send you a letter. Right. For confirmation. Right. About two months later, requesting that you do not drink your mm-hmm. your your, your stolen Jameson. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're all over it, okay? Yeah. If anybody has any information, please right. email us. Please email us. Let us know. Mail us a letter. Uh, we'll get it figured out.
0: We'll sort it out with the British authorities. Yeah, that's the kind of sway that we have. Wouldn't be the first time. No, it wouldn't. We, you know, Scotland Guard. Well, we, yeah, we Scotland Yard. Scotland. Yard. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we got connections. We, we clearly, we've worked with them before. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, so, but we can't get into it. We can't talk about there that. There you too have much. it.
1: This happened just not not two days ago.
0: So okay. So be on the lookout for that and let us know. Uh, call uh, email or mail the gentleman tip line <laughs> at four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas the gentleman tip box. yeah exactly <laughs> and then uh, we will we'll get all over that Glenn uh, after all those tacks, mm, it's time for the gentleman toast of the week Glenn okay uh, this is one of my favorite segments because I get to like go on the internet and find some interesting stories or. People or situations to toast Okay uh, During our podcast um, And I'm excited about this one, Glenn uh, I, This week I was I was looking around at different stuff And I read a particular story uh, About a little known Or a very well known duet uh, A Christmas time duet uh, and, and it made me really want to toast these people Both of them Exceptional musicians mm. But very different from mm-hmm. each other, and I always wondered how they came together to record this song. Okay. And the people that I'm talking about, Glenn, before I get too long-winded about this, are Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Okay. Now, you may remember them coming together to record a television special where uh, Bing Crosby yep. is singing "Oh Drummer Boy. Little Drummer Boy? Little Drummer Boy. Yes. And... David Bowie <laughs> is actually singing a different song. Right. But they meld them together. And I can't remember what the David Bowie song is. Uh, Peace on Earth. Peace on Earth, Good Will, good will Men. men. Yeah. Um, and so the reason behind that is that they convinced David Bowie mm-hmm. to sing a duet with Bing Crosby because David Bowie had a mom that adored Bing Crosby. And so he said that he would sing with Bing Crosby because... It would really impress his mother, and he loved his mother, ah. and
1: he, you know... It, <laughs> Finally, he'll do something with his well, yeah. musical talents well, that doesn't embarrass yeah, her. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So so
0: he... Uh, David Bowie, who was, at the time, he was considered, like, the hot, hip... Oh, yeah. ...young artist, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he, he, he's convinced to do this duet with Bing Crosby because it would really... It would, he, he, he wanted to impress his mom, which mm-hmm. is, you know... I can understand that. Yep. And... In I turn Big Crosby was kind of the old guard crooner day. guy yep. that wanted to reach a newer audience, so him doing a duet <laughs> with with David Bowie would kind of, you know, continue to like, you know it would make his career, you know, better. Couldn't but, hurt it. No, it couldn't hurt it by collaborating with the young hip um rocker guy mm-hmm. that's out there right now. Um the one problem was that David Bowie shows up to the, to to record the segment, and they say, you know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna sing this song. It's a uh, little drummer boy, you know. And uh, David Bowie says, no, 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 I hate that song. I'm not gonna sing it. I will not sing that. I'm, really? If I'm gonna do this, I'm not gonna sing it with. Uh, ben Crosby, I won't sing with anybody that I hate. I absolutely despise that song. <laughs> so, did he give a reason why he hated it? Uh, he just, just, he just he thought it was a stupid song, so oh. he just like wouldn't do it. Okay. So some uh, enterprising person suggested that they find a way to intermingle two different Christmas songs together. Wow. And uh, apparently they did this in about an hour's time. They found a way to uh, intersperse those two songs together. And mm. what we now know as a Christmas classic of Big Crosby and David Bowie was created within about an hour's time. Wow. And uh,
1: a little duet between the two generations of, of rogue, renegade rockers. I love this stuff. I love... There's so many stories like this where they're like, you know... I mean, think what would happen if they both sang Little Drummer Boy. Probably wouldn't... Probably, we probably would have never seen this. It would have just yeah. went off into obscurity somewhere. right, All right, but... The fact that they, you know, I've seen this video many times before, right? Not to mention the hilarious parody by Will Ferrell and John C. <laughs> Riley that came right. out a couple years ago right. or maybe a year ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, I always wondered about that because it was like the weirdest right. combination. Yeah, it'd be like yeah, Dolly Parton and Dave Grohl doing a duet. I don't know who
0: you know. I think any like anytime celebrity culture. You have some third party saying like, oh, we should get uh, yes. like, I know this guy, you know, yeah, Bonesa, blah, blah, blah. right. And, and so like, we should get these two people together mm-hmm. and go so, watch White Christmas. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, I love
0: that movie. That's my favorite yeah. Christmas movie. We talked about this. Yeah. yeah, we might talk about it at another podcast. Ooh, yeah. teaser, yeah. Teaser. Oh, okay, teaser I'll, I'll
1: leave you. Hey, we'll talk about that at the live.
0: Glenn and I also might come up with a duet to sing ourselves.
1: Peace yeah. on Earth, will oh, to. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <okay. clears throat> well, well, anyway, we'll figure it yeah. out. We'll have to We'll work Peace on that. Over, <laughs> gentlemen,
0: uh, come <laughs> to gentlemen.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll,
0: we'll keep working on that, Glenn. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. I don't know. We, we got I, I like this. Yeah. I that, think, what a cool story. Yeah, uh, it, it is cool and. Um, it's just funny to me that, that uh, David Bowie's like, oh, I'm not going to sing that song. Yeah. You know? Still you rock know who from. I am. I'm yeah. David Bowie. But
1: it's Bing Crosby, you know? It's Mr. Christmas. Mr. Christmas. Mr. – you know, he's the
0: classic crooner. He is. Old Blue Eyes. Man. Just Wait, to, that was him, right? No, that was Sinatra. Sinatra. Whoops. Yeah, but that's all right, Glenn.
1: Bing was uh, old. Old. Speaking of old, sorry. Mm. If I may tangent here for a second. Yeah. All the Christmas movies that – um, Bing Crosby. Okay, so you have White Christmas and you have Holiday Inn. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed how much younger the love interests are? Is is that a thing? That's got to be a Doesn't thing matter. back then. Th- he's like pushing f- like mid-40s and that's they're like, 20?
0: Uh, that's like uh, Jimmy Stewart in Vertigo. Yeah, exactly. I mean, all
1: those actors. Yeah. Yeah, they're all like handsome, accomplished. Dist- distinguished, handsome men, Glenn. Oh, man. Guess I got to... We just got to get distinguished. I guess. That's it. Well, I'm already married, so I really don't have much well, to work towards. But, yeah. but yeah, I think I I, I couldn't hurt from a little distinguishing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Time, oh, all right. time
1: well, will do that. Time will distinguish us, Glenn. Time,
0: hopefully, hopefully, or the opposite, which or we don't we'll just wanna, bring yeah. us down.
1: Okay, Glenn, well, let's not yeah. think about that. Nope, let's move nope, on nope. to Happy the
0: um, the
1: oh, Hanbok. Uh,
0: uh, from this week, Glenn. And this one, um, I don't know if anybody out there had heard about this or read about it. Probably not. Just a little thing happened over the last week. Uh, I heard the internet crap itself. A new Star Wars trailer came out, Glenn. A new Star Wars trailer came out.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yep. I was excited about it. We,
1: Brian and I, were having our annual Hack Friday. Yes. With the day Black Friday came, and we had out a November pause. 25th. We had to take a step, a pause. We had to pause it. The and, bla- the Hack Friday. And You do not. You don't do pause, pause the Hack Friday. Except Hack Friday.
0: When there's a freaking Star Wars trailer coming out
1: on Hack Friday. Look, I've been so jaded with Star Wars, like the the, the, I know. the re-releases, the 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 the, um, the enhanced version of uh, of the Star Wars by uh, George Lucas. George Lucas. Ugh, not. That's when you know it's true love, Glenn. When you keep coming back for more. That's right. You get kicked in the teeth.
0: That I don't person's care. Like yeah, kick that, you to the curb. That person's making out with somebody else, Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> and you're like, I don't care. I don't even care, Leia.
1: How could you? I, yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't even care that you like Jar Jar Binks. Like that's fine. I don't care anymore. You know, I just lo- I just love Star Wars so I much. I don't
1: care. Yeah, here's my money. I will. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. We, we watched it so we, we watched unveiled it. it we watched it together yeah. yeah we did and I gotta say just for like a minute and twenty little teaser that it was it got me excited and I I'm J. a Star J. Wars fan man JJ yeah. I love JJ Abrams I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of Loss um, he's the, I, I love I was never a big Star Trek fan growing up and I love the new Star Trek movies I don't yeah. care it's a guilty pleasure kind of thing mm-hmm. Like, but I mean I think they're good movies I, I, you know, I don't care okay
0: Here's the thing. I don't know I don't know very much about J.J. Abrams' backstory, okay. but I will say that I secretly really enjoyed the Star Trek movies he did. Yep. Very much. Yep. Um, not so secretly anymore. Right. But <laughs> I... These are our closest friends, Brian. That's true. This is our family. It's true. Um, so I really enjoyed the Star Trek movie. I actually uh, watched... Uh, what's the one with the little kids? Uh, 5. 5. I'm forgetting the name of it now. The, the Super Eight, Super Eight. Oh yeah, 8. I, I have
1: not seen that one. I think that's a
0: J.J. Abrams. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's it's a very well done take on something like similar to you know Goonies or or, yeah. some, or Stand by Me or something like that. A very coming of age kind of. This guy's talented. He's really talented, and uh, you know, George Lucas, he was a young, ambitious filmmaker. And he wanted to tear the freaking walls down, and Mm -hmm. he made Star Wars, and it did. And it kicked butt, and he did great with it. He made some really good decisions back in the day because he um, contracted a guy named Lawrence Kasdan to help him co-write Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Uh, When he came time to make the second trilogy... He relied on himself exclusively Mm-mm. to do this, Mm-mm. and by, by this point, uh, no, no, no. I hate to say this, but I think when people are freaking billionaires, <laughs> they lose sight <laughs> of having that same passion that they once did for creating a really a great. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that he didn't really want to create an awesome movie experience. I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I think that there's a fire in people that. Are not successful yet. Yeah, that disappears when you have
1: reached everything.
0: When you when you reach that pinnacle, you've been a successful filmmaker or musician or any kind of artist gentleman. or that yeah, yeah anything. Wow, well, could be anything. Uh, <laughs> you, I, I, I feel like some of that passion kind of falls away, and when you watch some of the movies in the trilogy, I feel like that's what comes through, and um, so. Anyway, I, I think George Lucas was, was the man back in the day. I mean, anybody that created Star Wars, it was a brilliant idea. He executed it brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he involved the right people mm-hmm. as far as, like, the industrial light and magic stuff yeah. and, and early... Perfect s- cast. Scientific, you know, all of everything came yep. together, like, right then to make that great movie. But then when he tried to recreate that magic, Mm-mm. right when digital effects were coming into play Mm-mm. and, he, you know... <laughs> It's just a it it's it's almost like a, a a bookend thing where the the first ones were everything came together right and the second ones everything
1: came together in a bad way like you know it, it, it was like he was trying too hard I don't know yeah or maybe he felt like you know I've I've heard of this paradox of people who have like They'll go out and they'll have these huge successes, right? Mm-hmm. Like early on. Mm-hmm. It'll be their first success or like early yeah. on in their career, they'll just have this huge success. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, what do I do now? Right. How do I, how do I achieve the next pinnacle? Right. And for the guy who created Star Wars, that's not going to happen. Well, I remember. And so, yeah. you know, just I wonder if just reconciling that, like just trying so hard to make the second Star Wars, second yeah. series, you know. Yeah. Kind of fell victim to his own success, kind of thing.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I know that there is like a lot of there is somebody like posted something on Reddit where uh, Mark Hamill was saying that George Lucas talked to him about starring in the second trilogy in two thousand eleven. Um, what? So yeah, the, like <laughs> George Lucas was saying, like, yeah, we're going to create the episodes seven through nine, um, in a- around two thousand eleven, are you going? You know, will you be able to? you know, Weird. do this, you know, or whatever. So, George Lucas already, back in the day, had the idea, and he was only off by a few years, basically, because yeah. they, they were filming in 2013. So, Right. Uh, but anyway, it wasn't George Lucas who was directing it, but... Um, he, oh, he, he sold. But anyway... Um, he sold everything away, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I, I was excited about the trailer. I think that, you know, from what I read, so what I was saying was, uh, Lawrence Kasdan, the, um, mm. the original writer of... Co-writer of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, J.J. Um, Abrams collaborated with writing the screenplay for the new Episode 7 with him. Wow. So, and this guy's this guy's writing credits are legit. If you go back and you look at him, I think he did one of the Indiana Jones... Screenplays. That's enough for me. Uh, <laughs> he he. All of the stuff that he wrote. I look back at his biography, and I was like, "Wow, this guy really uh, is pretty awesome." Uh, so, um, and man, the trailer looked good. The trailer did, have,
1: did look good. You, you're not gonna go. You are leaving the legacy in capable hands with J.J. Abrams. I've I've I, I think everything that
0: I've read about it. I'm just more and more and more excited about it. Um. I don't want to get it so diluted like where we have all these different filmmakers making all these Star Wars films and it just doesn't mean anything. Like the Batman? Like Batman or Superman? Yeah, or but it doesn't mean anything anymore. I guess I shouldn't say that because, you know, there's so many there's so many Batman films, but yet The Dark Knight was oh. freaking awesome, <laughs> you know? So maybe, maybe, maybe that's how I need to be thinking about Star Wars is that you put it in the right capable hands. Yep they make three films and they're incredible and it's really you know it's a you know it could be really good you know and so maybe uh, maybe that's the case I don't know but I think J.J. J. Abrams from everything that I could tell as far as like him employing like the, some of the original writers all the original actors you know what I've seen in the in the teaser trailer
1: yep. I mean I I feel like could be really cool <laughs> I got I got big hope I have big hope for this. Uh, and yeah, I think my favorite J.J. J. Abrams, um, work is probably lost. Okay. Yeah, lost and, uh, this. you were telling me about this. I haven't seen this oh, yet, man. so I need to watch this. J.J. Abrams is the king of the the cliffhanger, the king of the, um, you know, how to leave. You know, you mm-hmm. wanting more, like you just, yeah, you know, can't stop watching the and you know the next episode and
0: yeah, you
1: know, yeah. So anyway,
0: should be should be interesting. I don't know. So I'm I'm totally for the new J.J. J. Abrams Star Wars. I didn't know how I felt when George Lucas sold off all the rights to Disney to his stuff.
1: Couldn't but, get any worse.
0: Well, <laughs> I think maybe he realized that he needed to pass it off to somebody else. I think I think that George Lucas though was a victim of being in a time period where digital effects were just coming of age. And yeah, it was very tempting to like. Try to use that to, like... Think what it could be. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. So we're starting to come back around now where people are actually using real, like, animatronic, like... Yeah. Actual real life effects. You know, kind of trying to balance that out a little bit. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, it's like, uh, not to make this too long in the tooth here, but it's like we saw the uh, the trailer for the new... For Jurassic World, the new... Yes. The new mm-hmm. Jurassic Park movie that's coming yep. out. And one of the things that uh, I heard from somebody who watched it—I I don't remember if it was—I don't remember where I caught this—but basically, one of the one of the criticisms was, criticisms was that when they were watching it, like in 1993 or four, whenever they made the movie, mm-hmm. it like they had actual animatronics for a lot of it, right? And you, you know, you could go and you could touch the dinosaurs and it just kind of felt real, whereas right. this one. The dinosaurs are just kind of whizzing by, and you know they're CGI, and right. you know there's not that there's not that tangible element, right? Right? Um, yeah, it's true. So I don't know. I mean, I, maybe that's kind of a moot point in a movie like Star Wars, mm. but it's still cool to like when like in the old movies with, in the old Star Wars yeah. trilogy where they have you know like they go to the bar and it's all these weird animals yeah. like you know like the Jim yeah. Henson you know right. uh, style puppet yeah. you know like the weird weird characters mm-hmm. anyway.
0: I don't know. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I don't know, Glenn. Well, we'll find out. We will. In 2015, a year from now, Glenn, you and I should Man. go to the should go to the the Star Wars premiere 2015. We should.
1: I I would be all over that.
0: Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll work on that. We shall. Okay, Glenn. All right. Well, it's time for the final segment now. Episode Kay. 37. Uh, much like episode seven of Star Wars. This right. is, is the final segment. <laughs> this is like the the culmination of the episode. Yes, yes. This is like the high point. This is yeah. the low, maybe the low point for some people. Uh, this is the questions from the gentleman at mailbag, Glenn. Mm. Uh, and this week, Glenn, this is an interesting question. Uh, it comes to our attention that this was this is a big news I mean this was like a <laughs> uh, you know, you go to some websites and there's this like news flash, like, you know, whatever. Uh, breaking news This incredible event is happening It's <laughs> just in And this this was not one of those events no, but no. when I saw this story I was like wow why isn't this Breaking news on Gentleman.com Because uh, The reality of the situation is that Burt Reynolds is going into the storage Shed mm-hmm. He's going and getting all his stuff mm-hmm. And he's like man I don't need this stuff anymore all, this, all these clothes from the 70's All these boots from the 70's all these cars from the 70s. All these portraits of me hand-painted by somebody from the 70s. All these clothes, belt buckles. I don't need any of this Sunglasses. I'm just going to sell it online. Voided
1: credit cards.
0: I'm just going to sell it online. Yeah. And uh, what does this mean, Glenn? This means that uh, there's a lot of really cool manly stuff that has become available for the general person like you or me. Uh, and, the, and Anyway... I'm, this, uh, look, I'm this just, is so bad. I'm just amazed that oh. this question. Somebody actually had the the foresight to send the, this letter into the gentleman mailbag this week, and it says, "Are you going to bid on anything in the Burt Reynolds
1: auction?" All right, Brian. So on principle, um, I'm not a big. Uh, I like the concept of Burt Reynolds. I mean, yeah. I like I like I like the concept. I I like the idea of a guy like that being around. Yeah. But it sounds like from basically anybody who's ever spent more than ten minutes with him, he's just not a a savory fellow. He just kind of rubs people the wrong way. He's just kind of a general – in general, he's just kind of – I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, Glenn, judge lest you be judged. Glenn, I follow that. You know. Have you seen Smokey the Man? <laughs> yeah, I have. Okay. Uh, Deliverance. He was also in Deliverance. Yeah. Um, that football movie. The prisoners versus the-, the longest yard. The longest yard. There it is. That Adam Sandler did the remake of. <sighs> look, he's. In, I'm not going to deny the fact that he's not in. Uh, oh, what's the trucker movie? Look, Glenn. Uh, look, Glenn, uh, You know when
0: you're a when you're a manly figure. Yep. As we found out the hard way, Glenn. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're a manly guy, some people take that the wrong way. That's true. Maybe his testosterone was off putting. Men are jealous. That's right. And
1: the women want you. <laughs> and that's not a good it's not a good combination. Alright, Brian, I'm gonna reveal something here, okay? Mm-hmm. I okay, growing up we didn't have cable. I had uh local and uh PBS, basically. Okay. Right. And one of the stations, it's one of the local stations, they mm. ran old reruns of, gosh, what was that? It was, okay, Loney Anderson, his wife, Burt Reynolds' wife, Yeah. Was in it? Now, when you're in junior high, and your hormones are kind of, you know... Is this is this a musical? Uh, are you about to talk about a musical here? What? No. Okay. No, 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 I'm Sorry. just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying... Okay, maybe we should delete the segment out, because I, w- I was just going to say that... I envied Burt Reynolds because he married Lonnie Anderson. Okay, I was going to talk about
0: the the movie that he did with Lonnie Anderson.
1: Oh, which, which movie is that?
0: Uh, it's a little movie called, which I watched when I was a little kid. It's a, it's a musical. <laughs> it's called The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Oh, my
1: God. You watched it when you were a little kid? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I've know, never seen that. It's very, it's like, it's like Annie, except it's uh, <laughs> a Texas whorehouse. Uh, okay, I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Um, it's one of those zany eighties movies
0: with the with the music. I, I I don't know how to describe it. It's I <laughs> okay. um, watched a lot when I was a kid, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what that I don't know what that says about me. This,
1: this, is, this is a great segment. Maybe, maybe
0: this explains my affinity for musicals these days. <laughs> I don't know. So, but you see where I'm going with Loni Anderson? I and do. And I do. And... I do. Yeah. I okay. Do, I do. Well, let me let Brent me say this. Let me see that I watched Smokey and the Bandit a lot of right. times when I was a kid. And I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't care. Like, I don't care if, if, if people didn't like hanging right. out with him right. on movie set, right? whatever. Maybe he was a gruff
1: guy. Maybe he was a jerk. I don't care. He's freaking He's the Reynolds. Bandit. I get you. I get you, all right? Yeah. Now, all that said... This auction is a little sad. Yes, it is. It is a little sad because <laughs> um, there have been some rumors that Burt Reynolds is, is you know is is broke. But what's sadder is that is that Burt goes out and says, "Look, I'm sick and tired of people saying I'm broke. All right, right. I've been in a long-standing business uh, dispute with a business partner. Okay, right. I've been going through a divorce. <laughs> all right." But I'm not broke, you guys. Not broke. I just decided no. to unload every single thing in my house right. and put it on eBay. Glenn, okay, he doesn't have room Nothing. for it anymore. Right, he doesn't have room for it anymore. Doesn't have room in his mansion for all his no. memorabilia. It doesn't have room in for his it. memorabilia no. room or his no. game room or his Mm-mm. billiards room. No. You know, he doesn't not have room, room for it. No, no. Nope. Nope. So. Uh, yeah, one of the he's thi- sick of looking at pictures of himself all day Glenn. That That's a direct quote from yeah. one of the yeah mm-hmm. one of the okay the, the, the thing, the thing I can't wrap my head around is he's selling, uh, A avoided credit card of his, American Express card of his. Yeah, He's he selling I mean at, at that at that point, that's hey. beyond. And also, here is the other thing, Brian. If this was truly a hey, I just got to get rid of stuff. I don't care. I'm not broke. Yeah. I mean, when celebrities do this, they usually donate the proceeds to charity. There's no, there's no mention of uh, that going on here. Glenn, hey, you know. <sighs> okay, well, maybe we're going a little too deep into the psyche. Yeah.
0: Back off of Burt.
1: Okay, I, I, I will. All right. He's a classic you know family what? figure. You know what? You know what my favorite Bert Reynolds movie is? What? Cop and a Half. <laughs> Did you ever see Cop and a Half? Uh when No. I was I'm more of a
0: '70s Burt Reynolds kind of guy, except for uh, what's the one uh, uh,
1: Boogie Nights. Oh, no, boogie. I've not a... seen. I've not seen Boogie Nights. I've heard it's good. Different. It's a different. different. It's a different film. Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah, that's that. I've heard that. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, the question though is, what, are, what are would we you bid on? on? What, what, what would I bid on? on? Yeah. I did. All right, <sighs> man. I talked way too long about how how I wasn't going to bid on anything of Burt Reynolds, but. Mm-hmm. Once I saw this item, I decided that I didn't care who... Saddam Hussein. This could be Saddam Hussein's personal collection benefiting, you know, uh, I don't know, bad things. All right, a benefit for bad things. I would still buy it because this is Burt Reynolds' Tony Alamo jacket. All right. I don't know who Tony Alamo is. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. This jacket is indescribable okay no <laughs> yeah, words it it's, it's 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 leather it's like a it's like a um um gosh uh native american style yeah uh with beadwork on it yeah and designs on the chest there's like tassels there's it's kind of like it's um, got like a little cape when harry it. and lloyd and yeah. dumb and dumber when they go yeah. shopping in the denver or denver the the colorado resort and they have yeah. they come back with these like coats it's kind of like that yeah i wonder if it's the same coat
0: it is uh it's beautiful it is beautiful i mean there it's a -a
1: one-of-a-kind coat dude okay seriously this this is the estimate is that it's going to go between 300 and 500 yeah if i knew that i was going to be wearing burt reynolds tony alamo jacket it's totally worth it i'd probably sell a kid it's totally worth it man (laughs) 300 bucks this is
0: Burt Reynolds' freaking. What if I could sneak it by by
1: like two hundred? Exactly. Do you think Lynn would get that upset? No,
0: it's freaking Burt Reynolds' jacket. Come on, honey.
1: What's this three hundred dollars charge on the credit card? Okay, Look. let's not call it a charge. Let's no. call it an investment, right? Into manliness, right? All right, right, right. Uh, this is Burt Reynolds. Oh <laughs> man, I, I, yeah. I'm you serious. Where's my credit? Where, where is yeah, it? I'll I don't, don't know buy it right now. Burt, I'll help you get out of debt. Hold on. Yeah. Like I'm here. Um, Dude,
0: seriously, man. I yeah.
1: Okay, all right. Enough about me. What about okay, you? Glenn. Which which item would you? This is this is this is like I I agree.
0: I I I am going to show up. This this when does this auction go down? When does it go down? <clears> hmm. <throat> see here.
1: I'm not. I don't
0: know. I to say like two weeks from now or something. Yeah, something like two weeks from now.
1: Soon, yeah. Look, I'm not gonna be
0: able to come up with this kind of money in order to bid on this item. Um, because frankly, there's a lot of items that I'm actually going to bid on. I'm going to bid on some of these items. I'm going to bid on Burt Reynolds. You know, I'm going to bid on his jackets, his artwork. Uh, you know, the picture, the the paint, the self-portraits of himself painted.
1: For... <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah,
0: I'm going to bid on all that. Why crap. haven't
1: we commissioned portraits of exactly. us? Exactly, <laughs> we're working on that.
0: But this is like in the perfect world, Glenn. This is what I'd be. This this is what I would be voting on and, and I have to give credit to Razorback For bringing this to my attention He has A 1977 Pontiac Trans Am Coupe Yeah uh, A Smokey and the Bandit um, It's not the actual Same one that he used from Smokey and the Bandit but Who it's cares? A, it's a promotional car That is an identical replica Of the Smokey and the Bandit car and it, it's estimated that it's going to go from 60000 to $80,000. The starting bid is $30,000. If I could buy a car, like, okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe some people think, like, I want to buy a new uh, Honda. I want to buy a new Toyota Camry, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's so yeah, going to cost you like, $25,000, $26,000. If you could get this Trans Am for $30,000,
1: could you imagine? No kidding.
0: A T-top, 1977 Trans Am, uh, driving into work every day. I mean, can you imagine the feeling? I told Razorback, I said, like, this would make me feel like when I was driving to work, I would feel like the freaking man. You know, in this car. like you, It just looks, it's so cool. It's that cool. You just, like, you get in every day and you're like, man, I feel like, it's like that coat. You put that on every day, and you're like, "Man, I feel like the man when I'm putting on this damn coat. When I get in this car, I, know. I feel like the man. How much is that worth, Glenn? Thirty thousand dollars, at least fifty thousand dollars.
1: I don't know. It's it all might be relative. Worth it. It's all relative. It what can you accomplish in, exactly. a mind, in a mindset when you're like driving up,
0: you're cruising to work, and you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm in Trans Am. Burt Reynolds Trans Am. Smokey, Smokey." <laughs> going to work <laughs> you know I don't know man I, it's hard to put a price on that
1: well apparently it's somewhere between sixty and 80000 you it's know small price to pay here's the it. thing I think what the publicity this is getting mm. I imagine it will go higher uh, yeah. I imagine all these items will go higher but if you're listening and you please, please uh, an impassioned plea here mm-hmm. please don't 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 uh, bid up the the coat the Tony Alamo
0: jacket. All right, Look, the car's a lost cause. The car's a lost cause. I'm not going to be able to buy the car. You just
1: bought a house, but,
0: but don't bid on Glenn's Tony Alamo jacket. Oh man, it's if Glenn could could somehow find a way to purchase this jacket, if he could get it done, it would be the most amazing auction win of all time.
1: Did did they put up Burt Reynolds' toupee? His his hair. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I haven't looked. I mean,
1: that's, a, that's a fine rug, Brian. Yeah. That'd be a interesting. They have <laughs> a very specific style. Yeah. For the real enthusiasts out there, mm. this next item is uh, yeah. a little bit as close to bird as you'll ever get. That I don't know. Close. You get pretty close in the Tony Alamo jacket.
0: That Tony Alamo jacket is. Oh,
1: man.
0: Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Well, please don't bid on the Tony Alamo jacket if you're listening to this, and we will uh, we'll we'll check back in. I don't know when the when the actual auction
1: is. We're gonna have to find um, out. It's the 11th and 12th of December.
0: Okay, so just right around the corner. We yeah, got, we got a week. A week
1: from when you're listening to this.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna report back on this this situation and see what we can figure out. It's gonna be a this is gonna be a, a tense auction, Glenn, because I've got lots of jackets, lots of like you know items that I'm I'm trying to procure in this auction. I mean, having Burt Reynolds you know stuff like
1: i know man this is this, <laughs> okay. I, no, another thing I, I just the the site that so he decided to go with julian's live mm. which is some auction company okay but the the website itself is a throwback to you know yeah it's kind of a 1997 it's uh, a throwback website. in itself so it's yeah. only appropriate mm-hmm. hopefully it looks like ebay yeah. like at the turn of the century right Um, with the big Julian's live on top anyway
0: okay alright
1: I'm I'm, I'm excited I'm quivering with anticipation and it will be for a week
0: yeah exactly
1: maybe it's this Schlafly's uh, Christmas sale I don't know I'm quivering yeah Uh, which means it's usually time to end the show
0: (sighs) yeah Glenn alright well you'll be dreaming of uh, the Tony (laughs) Alba jacket I'll be dreaming of the smoking the Bandit Trans Am Mm. you know we'll see where we go from there Okay. All right. Well, that was episode 37, Glenn. What a show. What a show. We talked about so many things. Burt Reynolds. Um,
1: it, it never fails that we won't embarrass ourselves somehow. Yeah. Which is part of the appeal, I think, to this show. Is there an appeal to the show? I'm saying if there was. If there an, was an appeal. If there could be possibly an appeal to this show.
0: It would be the fact that we embarrass ourselves on it.
1: On a regular basis. Wow. Well, uh this this fire is making me sleepy.
0: Yeah. It's so yeah, well yeah.
1: So calming. So hmm. It's nothing like a fire, Brian. Mm-hmm.
0: Well we're gonna have to go check on the Sasquatch that was out <laughs> yeah. trampling around outside. That'll early. that'll wake me up. Um Alright Glenn, well that was episode thirty seven. Yes. Uh we gotta bid on some we gotta get away so we can bid on some Burt Reynolds items. Yes. And uh I'm gonna be busy with that for like a week. And uh, then we'll get back, and we'll do another show, and then we'll go from there.
1: Right. And if anybody, here's a, here's the thing, if any gentleman member actually wins an item from this from yeah, this bidding from Burt Reynolds from to, this auction, mm-hmm. you need to let us know, and we will mm-hmm. do. I don't know what we'll do, but we we need to know.
0: I am determined to win <laughs> something from Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be something out there that I can win for a decent price. That I can say, that eagle bust <laughs> is <laughs> Burt Reynolds. Eagle. There are some weird <laughs> yeah. things,
1: yeah, in this auction. Yeah, aside yeah. from the used credit card, right, all right voided credit card. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just weird, weird stuff. Weird, like obscure statues yeah. and like paintings mm-hmm. are all.
0: I'm oh, excited man. about this man. There's a treasure trove of things that people could be interested in.
1: What one of these. Somebody was quoted saying, you know, like, I, I've i been doing these auctions for, like, 25 years, and I've never, ever, ever, ever seen anything like this. Yeah. So.
0: It's exciting. It's an exciting Bert's opportunity. Bert's won all
1: the stops. It's an exciting opportunity.
0: I'm excited about it, Glenn.
1: Well, I'm excited about the next episode. Yeah.
0: Me too. 38. Episode 38. Man. It's right around the corner. Okay. Yes. I'm excited about
1: it too, Glenn. I'm excited
0: about episode 38. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. I think we're going to finally turn the corner and provide something that somebody out there actually will enjoy listening mm, to. Well, for it's a tall for, order, for parts of the episode. Like okay, some of the okay. episode parts. We can strive for that. Like once in a while, they might yep. like smirk for a second. Yeah, you know, like, kind of like a little corner of the mouth, of like,
1: Wah. like Wah. yeah,
0: Wah. it's a little. <laughs> that's kind of funny, Wah. you know. That's what we're looking forward to. That's what we're looking forward to. (laughs) That's all we got. That's all we got. That's all we got. But anyway, Glenn, uh, that's the end of episode 37. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. (laughs) Sorry. Mr. Q there. And that's the end of episode 37. We will look forward to seeing you guys. Episode 38. If you stay
1: with us, we will be. Yes. Drive safe.